hey Sodge Potters. Uh, very sorry about the fact that some of you experienced only a 10 minute version of Sermon on the Mount. A blessing. Uh, why a blessing? Oh, because you don't like Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the short of podcasts. Oh, all right. Um, we're re-releasing it this week so that those of you who didn't get a chance to listen to it can listen to it in full. If you did get a chance, you listened on SoundCloud instead of Spotify or other podcasting apps. Just skip it, mate. Skip it. It's fine. You just did that thing to me where you went, yeah, all right. Just completely dismissing what I said, which is what I do to you all the time. Did it feel nice? <laughs> it was It was absolutely, it felt absolutely brutal, but it did make me laugh. So I'm glad that, that that's at least how, at least shows that I still find it funny. But right. I'm at least acknowledging the, the pain behind it. Enjoy the episode, everyone. Alice, do you remember when you were looking forward to Jesus? Like, how how long is it till we get there? Yeah. I'm done with all these stories. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to go through a sermon. I don't know what that is. Oh. <laughs> So a sermon is is the is the big long dreary chat that the preacher will give in between hymns. Have you been to a church before that isn't uh, not at Christmas? No. Okay. Um there's just so much context isn't there that that you're needing. Yeah. So <laughs> All right, this is how church service went I at my church. I probably went to Sunday school once when I was a kid out of curiosity and then I never um, went again. Okay, so church services, for me, were hour and a quarter to an hour and a half long. That's long. Morning and evening on a Sunday. Okay, you'd start with small, we're talking 20 second to 30 second prayer. Mm. Everyone up on their feet, hymn number one. Mm. Okay, and then you dive into a reading. Mm. Sometimes you'd have two readings in a service, you know, complement each other, two different little bits. Then after the first reading, back to a hymn, hymn two. I do. I did like the hymns. I the hymns that, are the best that's bit. That's fun because you get sure. to get up and sing. Then after hymn two, it's prayer time. Prayer, if really done by some proper sociopath preachers, you get sometimes a prayer can be like twenty minutes. It's just Ugh. someone just like. Do you have to repeat going it all? On no 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 no. It's no to and fro. Oh. It's just someone at the front just praying on and on and on. Everyone's supposed to have like their heads down, eyes closed. I bet you anything now people just have their phones in their laps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what, yeah. yeah. And then after him three, which is taking you through to about the 30, 35 minute mark mm. total, it's time for the sermon, which is like a big chat that someone's prepared mm-hmm. that have got some part of the Bible and they want to tell you all about it, how it fits in with your life, Alice. Yeah, that will take us through to about hour and a quarter. Final hymn, hymn number four, mm-hmm. out the door. Maybe say hello to everybody. Four, out the door. Is that what um, you used to tell yourself? Yeah, it was basically bingo. <laughs> um, so the sermon, yeah, the sermon's just the, the long chat that the preacher gives. Yeah, I thought it was all like stories. You thought it was all stories? I don't know. What else is that? You to had do? no idea what you're in for when you started this, did no. you? So Jesus has this really famous sermon mm-hmm. called the Sermon on the Mount. 
Okay. Now, the reason he's gone to a mountain is because there's a lot of people about. And then you get good acoustics from the top. You know, you can get heard nice all the way down. Yeah. And yeah, why not? A day out in the mountains. Everyone loves a mountain. There's lots of really famous bits. You're going to know some of these bits, I hope. Okay. But no, you'll know some. You'll know something. Yeah. Maybe just not the bits I expect. So he starts off, you have these things called the Beatitudes. <laughs> What's wrong with the A attitudes? Yeah, good question. Um, that was Old Testament. That was uh, Plan A. Now we're on to New Testament. It's Plan B attitudes. Beatitudes. Um, Beatitudes. Attitudes. Spelt B E A T I T U D E S. Attitudes. Beatitudes. Not attitudes. That's double T. Oh, sorry. Beatitudes, and right. it means like. Well, Beatitudes sounds like a kid's, like, you know, something you get at a sports centre, doesn't it? Keep kids occupied after school. Why? I don't know. Not with you at all. I don't know. It just really, it sounds like the kind of thing I'd see on a poster. We went to different schools, had different experiences. That's fine. Just doesn't link up with me in any way. We didn't have anything called Beatitudes at my school. I just think I'd see it. Beatitudes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can see that. Like you have your primary school values that spell like an acronym or something. What were yours? Uh, don't know. I know mine. Yeah? Yeah. What are they? Caring, cooperation, courtesy. If it spells cool, I'm going to be... No, it was the four C's. When it say them again? Caring, cooperation, courtesy. Do you know what? For some reason, I got an O out of the second two. I think it was a cooperation. <laughs> I was like, CEO, cool. that's where we're going. Creativity? No, I've forgotten it. Anyway. I was talking about them the other day as well. Obviously very important to you throughout your life. I follow so them. The I Beatitudes the are just a little... That's the first segment. And they all start with, blessed are thee. Mm. Have you heard any of these? For instance, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm. You familiar that for that? Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Do you know what? I think you might have heard blessed them Blessed be the fruit. Yeah, I knew you were going to say something from um, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, there you go. that's not one of them. Oh. <laughs> but I feel like these would have come up. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Oh, yeah, I know that one, because yeah. it's uh, Lord of the Flies, isn't it? Not something I've read since I was 11, but totally possible that come up. What? When does that come up? I think it's just like the quote before the book starts. Um, I think Blessed are the Meek is, the, for some reason, the most famous one. Mm. Um, but you also have Blessed are the Peacemakers. They should be called the Children of God. Um, children of God was a cult. Yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> and Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. That's you know. just Jesus putting it in there to cover his back, isn't it? Well... Yeah, it does mean that if if people hate you when you're a Christian, you're like, brilliant. Uh, I'm blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. So yeah, there's a few of these. Those are the Beatitudes. Okay. I quite like, I just love that word. So, okay. You know the phrase salt of the earth? Oh, yeah. That comes now. What's you that? are the salt of the earth. Am I? What does that mean? Salt of the earth, I thought was just like commoner. Salt of the earth. <laughs> Like someone who does like a farmer. That's scum or of the earth. <laughs> not like scum of the earth, but like salt of the earth is like n- just not someone who's like from like a someone from a lower class, isn't it? I thought uh, it was just know. like, you know, salt of the earth, hanging out with the salt of the earth, people who are like do physical jobs. Maybe. Maybe it means that as well. That's what I th- that's what I thought it meant. Salt metaphorically in the New Testament is like a preserving agent. Yeah. That's what you use it for. So it's basically like you're the people that sort of keep everything fresh. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Keep everything fresh. Stop things from spoiling and going like... Oh, thanks. Going gross, right? Thanks. So if you're the salt of the earth, then you're keeping stuff like pure and rather than like letting anything go like the whole world go gross. All right. On a spiritual level. Thanks. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. You are the light of the world. Oh, thanks. Um, are you saying this actually about me or are you just reading it? I'm reading it, but... Oh. You know, that's how he says it. Okay. Do you know the phrase, do not hide your candle under a bushel yes really i was hoping you would why do you know that one because i'd never knew what a bushel was and i was like do you know what a bushel is now yeah it's like a tumbleweed isn't it no it's it's like a thing of of um i don't wheat. know how you could hide your wheat. candle under a tumbleweed <laughs> it's like a big thing of wheat isn't it because there's like oh what's that song that's like i love you or something and a bushel that song do you know that song Okay, it's Can nothing. It's nothing to do with that it. at all. No, it's yeah, a. Yeah. Okay, and what do you think a bushel and a peck is? Yeah, this. I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck. No, a I don't. The neck. You know, I had that song. No, I don't think so. Ah, well that's where I know bushel from. Okay, but a bushel is not a tumbleweed or a wheat thing. No, no, it's but it's. Go on. Yes, it is. It's like a big thing of wheat. It's just a. It's the cup. Oh, is it? Yeah, as in if you were to hide a candle under it, it's the thing oh, that you that you put under it on top, right? Okay. Yeah. So not only will it hide the candle, but it will it will put it out as well. Oh, okay. Well, that's not good, is it? <laughs> so Shouldn't yeah, do that. Yeah, that's that's what Jesus well, is that's saying. Just, that's Don't do ju- it. Do you know what? That's actually like early science. No, that's, that's yes, it is because the reason what you happens. can't put. The reason you can't put a cup over a candle is because it starts it of oxygen. Yeah, but that's all the, the reasons start- why anything happens is science. I know, but that's like them starting to realise that there are like forces. Just noticing cause that are and scientific. effect. Yeah, cause and effect. I love it. Okay, you, I sure. I love you. Um, <laughs> now, he also says, think not that I'm come to destroy the law. Mm. I'm not coming to destroy it, but to fulfil it. Now... A lot of these Pharisees and people think that he's going against the law and doing all the Sabbath day stuff. Oh, yeah, but You know, he's all this like awful stuff like healing people and eating grain and stuff. Ugh, terrible stuff. But in reality, what he's trying to do is not to point people away from it, but to tell people, you know, you have done all this stuff. Yeah. But later on, I'm, I'm going to do this dying thing that will help you out on that. Yeah. So he's not actually coming to um to scrap the law. He's coming to sort of... He's not coming to destroy the law... He's actually coming to sort of make the law serve its purpose. It points people towards the fact that they need help. Then he's like, ta-da, here I am. Yeah, that makes sense? Yeah. Now, this bit's also quite big. He goes on to say, so you know the old, the uh, those big Ten Commandments we had? Yeah. He goes through some of them and he, he says that... Adjusts them. He does do a little tinkering on them. But he adds to them rather than... Oh, fair enough. So if he's what like, what does he do with the other, the secret ones? The secret ones. Yeah, the ones that come after that are just like. Oh no, he doesn't bring them up. General housekeeping ones. So he goes, you know, thou shalt not kill. Mm. He's like, it's not just about not killing people, but if you're angry at someone and sort of think, wish I'd killed them, right? Mm. That's just as bad, mm. right? Because he says that sort of thinking evil mm. is also a really bad thing to do. Yeah. So. It's as if you've like killed them in your heart already. Oh, that's poetic. Did you just come up with that? 
No, I didn't. That no. was my whole childhood, that sort of phrase. Very nice. In fact, he says, whoever calls their brother a fool is in danger of hellfire. So watch out. Oh, probably should be more kind to my brother, shouldn't I? Part two, he Sorry, says, Luke. don't commit adultery, right? Fair. But whosoever looks on a woman and lusts after her has already committed adultery in his own heart. Now, um, that's a tough one. Um, mm, I think everyone's a sinner then. Yeah, no, everyone is a sinner. That's kind of the point of it. Whether or not... Yeah, it's, diff- it's difficult because because this one's used to be like... Do you think he was just really trying to do like a... Okay, I'm going to make sure that I get everyone in oh, this. Yeah, so they're no, all like, no, he, ah, he wants to everyone that to think that they're sinners. So he's like, sure. okay, if you've ever looked at another lady and lusted, that's you. If you ever wanted someone a bit dead, that's you. Because all the people who were like, I've not sinned, didn't act on any of these impulses before. Yeah. They're like, I'm still good. And then he's like, oh, come on. Yeah, it's definitely tough how to read this one because no one, I don't think anyone ever thinks that you just shouldn't be attracted. I mean, like, if you're going to ever marry it's a like, woman, you're going to hopefully be attracted to her to begin with anyway. Oh, well, yeah. So, the, I mean, obviously... But it's also just like, you can't really help that kind of thing, can you? I think you can certainly egg it on in your mind. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, like, you can't... If you find someone attractive, you can't just be like, no, going to ignore that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think as a... as a, thought it. As a teenage boy, this is the sort of verse that makes you feel like a big sinner. Aww. So, he also says, if your right eye offend, offends you, if... So, let's say you're like, oh, I can't control anything. I can't control what I'm doing. Yeah. He's just like, well, if your right eye offends you... Pluck it out. Oh. It's better. Jeez. That's really bad. Don't take your eye out. He says that it's better. To that, be blind. That, that you, you're blind and you live a more righteous life. I than disagree you have a whole with body, Jesus on this. I'm not going to Whole body thrown out. So the thing is, he's not going to actually ever tell anybody to actually take their eyes out. I know, but the threat of it is like. But I think the point is you need to take some responsibility. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's on you. I'll tell you what you can link it to is, you know, when people like, you know, girls shouldn't wear a, what's the word you'd use? Sort of. Spaghetti straps. <laughs> As in like when, when people revealing talk about clothing. revealing clothing, yeah. Then Jesus' oh, response like to this would be like, yeah. well, Sorry. you know. And it's like you shouldn't look. Pluck your eyes out then, pal, yeah. if, it's, if it's difficult for you. Quite frankly, I agree with it on that point because I think it's really stupid that girls are getting sent home from school. Because... Like, a old teacher can't control his yeah. eyes. Take your eyes out, mate. Yeah. Then teach some math. Do you know what? Maybe we should go around um, the southern states and just... Take people's do... eyes out. <laughs> and just do this bit in all of, the, all, of the pla- all of the places where it's like, oh no, girls can't wear what they want to because what if we can see their boobs? And it's like, um, no, I'm just saying that we should... Anytime I see that from now on, I'm going to just send that bit of the Bible to the school and be like, uh, mm, yeah, so you got that in the bag. It's Matthew 5, by the way, if you want Sermon on the Mount. He also says, if your right hand offends you, cut it off. Um, what if you touch stuff that you're not supposed to? Like, if if you end up, you know, if you're, if you're, no, 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 no. If, if you're prone to doing stuff that's Mm. immoral with your hands, well, get rid of your hands. hands. I don't know. Just anything that you do wrong that involves hands. Right. Just sack off hands then. Right. (laughs) 
Now, he also has a bit about adultery, which is, I feel like I don't necessarily know what he's getting at. But So he says, anyone who divorces their wife mm. for any reason, apart from adultery, yeah. makes the wife an adulterer because they have to get with someone else. That's not really fair. Because I think, so back in the day. Uh, so it's just saying like, basically the wife just has to be celibate from then on. As in you're saying Jesus is saying that? Yeah. No, Jesus is saying that the wife, if if they've been divorced for a stupid reason, so apparently you used to be able to, if if your wife like burnt your dinner, <laughs> then you'd be like, divorce. Oh. And Jesus is saying that um, that's not a good reason. Oh, and that's if fair you, enough. If you divorce your wife for a stupid reason, so that she then has to marry someone else and has to be married twice, yeah. then you make her an adulteress. But, but it's him? on you. Yeah, yeah. It's just your fault. Oh, yeah. okay. So she's not an adulterer. No. But she is, but she's not. But then he also says that if you do commit adultery and then marry someone else, yeah. then they're complicit in the adultery as well. Yeah. Because now they're marrying an, an adulterer. Oh, it's really hard though, isn't it? He, what he's saying is just be good to each other. Yeah. And don't commit adultery. Okay. It's not, you know. I could do that. Now he has a now he has a bit about swearing oaths. Mm. He says, "Don't ever swear oaths." Okay. He says, "Don't swear by heaven; it's God's throne, or by earth; it's His footstool, nor by Jerusalem because it's top city out there." <laughs> so you know when people like swear on the Bible, yeah, in a court, yeah, yeah, that's not chill. That's not. Uh, Jesus says, "Don't do that." Huh. He just says, "Just say you're gonna just say America's I'm gonna tell the truth." America's we do that here as well. Oh, do we? Yeah. Seriously? You can swear on... Oh. It doesn't have to be the Bible. It's a religious text of your choice. Oh. Or you can swear on a book of law. Okay. But there was... Wait, th any religious text? Yeah, anything you want. Huh. I think so. What if I was to claim the Hunger Games is a religious text to me? Then they would say that you're, that's not a religious text. Probably okay. they'd say. We, they'd probably say we don't have that here in the court. We it's only right. have well, a me. <laughs> so I think there was definitely some old school president like George Washington refused to swear on a Bible because he thought it was not legit. Not legit. And he yeah. would swear in. I mean, he'd still swore in on like a book of law. Mm. But yeah, you're supposed to just say, look, I'm going to tell the truth, mate. That's that's the end of that. Yeah. Swearing, well, to be honest, swearing on a Bible does nothing anyway. What's the yeah. point? It's not like some magic trick where it's like, oh, you have to tell the truth now. Yeah. You're either going to or you're not going to. So just say, yeah, I'll tell the truth. Okay. Now, then he goes on to say, you've heard you've heard it said, haven't you? An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Mm. But if someone slaps you around the face, on the cheek perhaps, what are you going to do, Alice? Cut off their cheek. No, no, no. <laughs> you know this. If someone hits you on one cheek... You slap them on the other? You turn the other cheek. Oh. You know turn the other cheek? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know that was a Jesus thing, turn the no. other cheek? unbelievable so <laughs> i just thought i don't know actually i've never really thought about it i didn't know that turn the other cheek was Bible turn, the phrase. Other, turn the other cheek is jesus huh. yeah that's like classic jesus is don't don't retaliate with violence okay but say hit me again on the other side but i think there's something to do with the fact that like if you're a servant you get hit on one side and then like if you offer the other one he has to like hit you in a different way which mm. means like you're an equal in some way hit me like an equal or something oh okay so there's there's some like extra nuance to this bit all right that is like um i don't know it does some other stuff yeah but yeah turn the other cheek you'd be sort of like take charge of the situation again 
Mm. If you sort of dictate how you're hit, mm. it's confusing to know who's in charge at that point. Um, he also says, go the extra mile. Hey! You know that one? Yeah, if your friend says, can you come with me for a mile? Jesus says, go the extra mile. Add another mile on, mate. Then, do you know what? I quite like this bit, so I'll read it out. He says, you've heard it said, you should love your neighbour and hate your enemy. That's yeah. kind of what they were doing in the Old Testament. Yeah. And he says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust, which is what we learn in Job, right? Mm. That God will do good things and bad things to everybody. Yeah. So. Love everyone. Yeah. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same. The publicans are considered like, you know, the low life. Okay. He will still hang out with them. He's not yeah. anti-publican. No. So yeah, he says that anyone can be nice to their mates. That doesn't make you special or a good person. Like, if you're good to your friends, that's easily done. But if you can be good to the people that don't like you, that's when you're onto something. Oh. Yeah. Alright, so next chapter. This is a th- this is a three chapter sermon this. Are we are on chapter one? We're on chapter one. Oh god. That was what well, I was one third done. Okay, but but this this bit's gonna be a bit more snappy, I, I think. See why they made pews so uncomfortable so that people couldn't just nod off. Yeah. So uncomfortable. Mm. It makes you stay awake if you're uncomfortable. People couldn't. Oh, couldn't. Yeah. Okay. Then we now agree. Have you ever seen um, pictures of people at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Where you'd basically go and do your prayers in like quite a loud and dramatic way, and everyone mm-hmm. can see you doing it. Yeah. Jesus says that's no way to go about things. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna wail at a wall, if you're gonna pray or you're gonna do charity, yeah, then do it in private. You know, mm. make your donations. You know, and, and don't be like, by the way, guys, look at all the charity what I, I did. did. I mean, enough. if you go on Just Giving and it says, do you want to write a message? You know, by all means. But yeah, you don't have to publicize all the stuff that you're doing. So just like, no matter what, you can't get, you can't get like kudos for being charitable. You shouldn't give to charity to then try and get the respect of other people or make other people think you're a good person. You should do it because it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Full stop. You shouldn't go telling everybody what you've done just to Quite try and get credit for things. most charity social media strategy nowadays, though, because the more people who are like, yeah, I did this cool thing, the more their friends want to give. Yeah. So maybe if, if you're Don't trying to encourage in. other people to do it, then that's not necessarily like a bad reason yeah. to do that. But if you're literally just being like, look what I did, then Jesus says, you know, that's not, you're not doing it for the right reasons, then are you? Mm. So... Yeah, he says, if you pray, you know, just go into like a little cupboard or something on your own. <laughs> do it there. That's just Prayer as good. Cupboard. Because it's you should be doing it for God. God's everywhere. Yeah. You're not trying to show off how good you are at praying. But so this is very much an attack on the, like, the religious zealots. Yeah. Who are very performative. Yeah. And trying to show off everything. Yeah. Right. He's just like, your nah. religion is your personal business. Yeah. And you need to just be a you good person. Yeah, you need to just... Being too loud. <laughs> yeah, do your stuff quietly. Just be a good person. You yeah. don't need to tell everyone about what you're doing. And then he goes on to give an example of how to pray. And that example is called the Lord's Prayer. Hey! 
I actually know this. Which I think you you might even know the whole uh, way through. Do you yeah, know it? Yeah, because of uh, Cliff Richard. That's that's a reason. What, give me the first line again. Our Father who art in heaven. Oh, yeah. Hallowed be thy name. Yeah. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. Will is done. Will be done. On, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us. Give us not our daily bread. No, definitely give us no. our daily bread. Give us not. Give our us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. But forgive our evils. As yeah, it depends which gospel you're reading we from. We forgive it's each one of those. Debtors or trespasses. Sinned against us. Yeah, and forgive us our debtors. Forgive us and our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver but us from deliver evil. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. Forever. Amen. Yeah, Cliff Richard. Did a, did a, do you remember that? Right uh, around the millennium. Never listened to Cliff Richard. Yeah, I know, but it was right around the millennium. It was like impossible to ignore. That's why I know it. It was like the big song for the millennium. Was it really? Yeah. Because you How remember bizarre. when the millennium came and everyone was like, oh my God. I thought the song the of the millennium. millennium was either Millennium. That was also a really good song for the millennium. And then you also Blur did a um, millennium. I feel like they yeah, did but a the number end of one, a century. The Christmas number one for the millennium was Cliff Richard Lord Prayer. All right, fine. But I think he called it something else, didn't he? I the know. millennium prayer. Yeah, millennium prayer. Yeah, no, I do know this. Yeah. And that's why I know it. So the other radical thing that he does is he starts with our father, mm. which is like a very like personal r- relational thing. Yeah. It's not like scary. It's kind God of a bit away. like, I don't know. It's really only his dad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but he's, you know, but the thing is, Jesus is the one that sort of mediates for you. Yeah. So you can call him dad. All right. But it's not in the original it's not just father. It's like quite a distant term. It is like dad is the yeah. word that you're saying. Our daddy who um, is in heaven. Yeah. So he's trying to make it like a personal relationship where you yeah. have with God on your own Aww. terms and stuff. All right. Okay. Next up. Yeah. More about doing things in private. Fasting. He does that one. But, you know, same gist of it. Now, you might know this one. No man can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other. You cannot serve <laughs> God and mammon. Which is like material stuff. Okay. Not just, you can't, you can't go to uni twice. Pardon? You can't go to uni twice. You One. can't have two masters. Two masters, yeah, okay. Yeah. That was... So I mean, technically you'd have to go to uni three through. times to have two masters. Because you'd have to do your undergrad first. You can do a combined uh, undergrad masters yeah, first okay, time. Fine. Then you go and get another masters. Oh, this is, this is a... A verse from my childhood. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That came as a song. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it'd be sung as a round, so then you do that bit while I go. And all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Actually, no, you wouldn't have started then. You'd do that whole bit then, while everyone else goes... Over and over again. <laughs> you know, there's not enough rounds in grown-up life, are there? No. Other than at the pub, wait. Yeah. All right, Matthew seven. That was that was a whole other chapter. But oh, I told you that'd be quick. You'll know this I'll one. Have that one's done. Judge not that ye be not judged. Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah. What does that mean? 
don't be all judgy on people or else they'll be judgy back. Uh, yeah, pretty much. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty similar one as well. Yeah. yeah, you're not perfect, so stop shitting on other people. Yeah. It's not a very fun life, though, is it? What do you mean? It's quite... It's <laughs> not a fun life to not be judging yeah. on people. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's quite fun to judge other people. I mean, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it is, and this is why he's got to remind you. Um, the reason he gives is... He, he gives this example of someone who's looking at someone that has a little splinter in their eye. Yeah. While splinter they in their eye? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God! Um, That's horrible. And the person who's pointing out this splint in their eye has just a whole plank of wood coming out their own face. (laughs) And he's like, that's Uh, what you guys are doing when you're judging on people. Yeah. Okay. It's very easy to look at other people and see their problems, but you're full of problems problems, as well. Sort it out. By all means, help people when you do notice their problems. I feel like this is something that I should be more attuned to. Yeah, you're a massive shit, Alice. I am. So he says, you hypocrite, sort your own self out. Yeah. And then you'll be able to more clearly know how to help other people anyway sort their shit out because you'll have already done it for yourself first. Okay. Oh, this is another top bit. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Right? Now, the good thing about this, if you're trying to memorize it, as often we are, ask, seek, knock, spells, ask. So you know which order to do it in. Hey. Matthew 7 verse 7. It's its own acronym. Exactly. You might have heard this bit. Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. What? Str- okay, so yeah, sorry. Straight is not spelt with a G-H. And so this straight means narrow. Go in the narrow gate. The narrow. So basically he's saying that there are loads of people that are on the wrong journey going towards mm. destruction. They're going through the big gate. But it's the hard difficult way that not many people are treading that is actually the way to heaven oh yeah beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing oh i know about this but inwardly they are ravening wolves a wolf in sheep's clothing that yeah, comes from it's here. a fable yeah also a fable Boy who cried wolf yeah different thing about wolves and sheep they don't dress in it's not a wolf yeah, in sheep's he clothing. Does. it's not a wolf at one point the wolf comes in sheep's clothing does it Dress as a little sheep. And then the boy, I mean, actually. So my main memory of this, of that fable is from the Muppets. Yeah, go on. And yeah, the wolf puppet comes along and he's like, hey, just a sheep here. And then the kid's like, oh, hey, Mr. Sheep. Oh my God, it's the wolf. Ah! And then yeah, he runs classic. off. And everyone comes and is like, it's just a sheep. And he's like, it's not. That's a quality New Testament metaphor you're enjoying there, there you as a child. There you go. I thought that was just legit the way it was. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is also anything to do with mutton dressed as lamb? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know what that means. Mutton dressed as lamb is when it's a judgy thing people say talk about when old w- older women dress in young younger clothes. Oh, that's quite mean. I know. They say mutton dressed as lamb. It's rude. Mutton's not a quite frankly. You don't want to call mutton, do you know do you? what? Let people wear what they want. Doesn't really matter, does it? an effect to you might do how big are the clothes I what's mean, on the cheap quite, and i'm gonna sit next to you you know classically small if anything yeah to be fair if you're wearing like five inch spikes yeah all careful. over your body then yeah that might affect other people but if you're just wearing a crop top it's fine good i'm glad we got that out of the way every tree that brings not good fruit bad tree good tree good fruit 
okay. by your fruits you shall know them. You know that? By your fruits you shall know them. Yeah. No, never heard that. Right. Um. So is that just saying that all other trees other than fruit-bearing trees are rubbish? Because that's just not true. No, what you're saying is if you've got a tree that only brings forth bad fruit, okay, you get rid of that tree, start again. Okay. It's just not. It's just obviously a bad tree. Oh, okay. It's just a bit of horticulture. Whether the tree is any good, Yeet. you judge by whether the fruits are any good. Okay. Right? Oh, all right. So that if makes a tree sense. looks lovely and it's just like everything on it's gross. Yeah. You don't like, but it's a lovely tree. In the same way, I'd if keep a it person going. is, I just wouldn't eat the fruit. Yeah, well, use it for fertilizer. Yeah, yeah. If you use the whole tree for fertilizer. Ugh. But what Jesus is saying is that if a person is just like doing horrible things all the time, yeah. It probably means that they are a twat. And we should use them for fertilizer? Yeah. All right, great. So if you want to be a good person and you're not, if you say like, oh, I'm a follower of Jesus, mm. it turns out that you're just constantly just upsetting everybody <laughs> and just like being really rude. Maybe you're not doing it right. Uh, all right. Um, you know, if you're not really improving anyone's life around you, maybe you're just a dick. Yeah. That's what he's going for there. Mm. Oh, this is another classic story. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. Rain descends, winds come, beat upon the house, going nowhere. It's on a rock. <laughs> but if you don't do them, it's like a guy who builds his house on the sand. Rain, floods, house, house falls gone. down. Oh, there was a song about this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's actions. Okay. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. And the rain came tumbling down, down, down. The rain came down and the floods went up. The rain came down and the floods went up. There's obviously actions as well. The rain came down and the floods went up. And the house on the rock stood firm. Okay. Part two. Yeah. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. <laughs> okay. And and then then much of the song follows in the same way. Yeah. And the house on the sand fell flat. And we'd probably clap on the word yeah. flat because then, then everyone's had a good time, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, everyone loves If you're a, clap. a child and you get a clap in on a song. It's brilliant. What a day. Yeah. And that's the end of the sermon. And everyone loved it. Everyone clapped. And they all went home for dinner. Woo. All right. First ever sermon. That's your, That's a sermon. What do you think? Jesus got some good ideas? Yeah, don't mind him. Yeah, that's, I would say... Don't agree with all of it. Yeah, it, it's in, he's got his... But I think overall, yeah, it's all if, right. Yeah, if if you follow that kind of sermon, yeah. you're probably going to end up all right. you know, on the right probably path, people aren't going to hate you, probably. I think he's got some good ideas. Yeah. I like the turn the other cheek. I yeah. like the, you know, don't do all your stuff in private. Yeah. Do things for the right reason. Yeah. Get yourself in order if you're going to make comment on other people mm. and then you'll know how to help them out. Yeah, all round, I would say top-notch sermon. Yeah, and quite don't r- mind it. Yeah. Basically, again, it's just a self-help book, isn't it? Th- that's literally the point. Yeah. Yeah. Outro, AD. AD? After, isn't that what it is? Yeah, do you know what AD stands for? After doing it. <laughs> you know what AD means? After something, isn't it? No. Before Christ and then after. <laughs> so great. After mate. doing it. So AD means Anno Domini and it mean, it's Latin for in the year of our Lord. Hey. 
Hey, there you go. So yeah, thanks for listening to our AD SodgePod. If you'd like to see more content, you can follow us on Instagram at SodgePod or on Twitter at SovjaPod. S-O-F-J-P-O-D. And please like and subscribe on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. We also get so few comments that if you were to do something, we would definitely reply. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Words full of comments.